Welcome to Cancer Conversations. I'm your host, Erica Matthews. I am a wife, mom, and wellness coach. I understand the trauma of getting a cancer diagnosis and the intense battle a person instantly steps into. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome adversity and how activating faith plays a key role in the outcomes we want to have. Each week, I will be bringing you education and inspiration, as well as interviews with other fellow warriors. Get ready to be empowered in your faith, mindset, and your health. Now, let's get into today's episode. I am so excited to welcome my guest to the show. Her name is Sean Elardi, but I call her Shawnee. She's become a good friend of mine. And gosh, we met on, let's see, I think we met on Instagram, but her journey is so inspiring. And she's here to share her story and just encourage others who are in the fight and really just how to show up while creating the new healed version of yourselves. And that's really what this interview is about. So welcome to the show, my friend. Hello, Erica. I'm really happy to be here. Yay. All right. Well, I just, I want everybody to know how great you are. And um, a lot of my audience knows, uh, especially people that follow me. I just love, I love like people to know my people and to connect with people who are just doing great things. And you're just what I call a ninja. You're just doing amazing things that a lot of people have not heard of. And uh, I, so I just want people to hear your story. And uh, I know that from it, they're going to experience so much hope. So I guess we should start with uh, what I had been dealing with over this past year. So it's been a year now. I was diagnosed a year ago with stage four ovarian cancer and uh, had no idea, came down with COVID, nothing was right after that. My digestion was off. And so I had scheduled an appointment with a naturopath. And of course, they did a full workup. And we learned that way through elevated numbers. In fact, she recommended that I go to the ER. And I did. So uh, that started the journey of uh, from then to now. So that was a year ago. Uh, So tell us more about like what that journey looked like for you. It involved a few hospital stays, uh, the seven days after I checked into the ER was the longest stay I had there. And it's when I learned about my diagnosis and I needed to be well enough before they would, uh, check me out of there. And then I would choose to begin a, um, standard approach to this originally, Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, in between me beginning, uh, full dose chemotherapy, um, I had another hospital stay, had mm. a little bit of a scare and I haven't actually been hospitalized since, which is oh. really great ever right. since then, with the exception of going through chemotherapy. Uh, initially the care that I had agreed to at the time out of fear and a sense of urgency uh, involved chemo, surgery, chemo. They call it a bookend. Mm. So it was going to be three sessions of chemotherapy, surgery, and then three more sessions of chemotherapy. Yeah. So I had agreed to that and we made it to four sessions of chemotherapy, no surgery. Ran into a few complications. Surgery kept getting postponed. I kept doing my other research and start starting to sprinkle in the alternative um, thinking yes. and implementing in some of the alternative cares. And then as I improved, it sort of was in the back of my mind, wait a second these surgeries are getting canceled for a reason. Mm. And that's when I decided that I would go a more alternative route. Now there was some other therapies that went along with that, but it has become more and more and more alternative. First of all, I mean, I always like to know from people 
because cancer is, you know, when you think about getting diagnosed, it feels like such a heavy thing, such a, like a death sentence. Like what emotions came up for you when you first got diagnosed, were you kind of like in utter shock or speak to that for a moment? I I wasn't in shock, um, partly because, uh, on my mother's side, there have been cancers that have come up breast ovarian. Um, so it didn't shock me other than the fact that I feel like I was just too young to get a diagnosis like that. right? Right. But I didn't lose it. I basically dove in and just started learning as much as, as much as I could. And really when your life is on the line, you will take as much time as you need to focus on. In fact, there's almost like a fire underneath you. You're just on fire to like learn as much as you can. And the more you learn, the more you feel empowered uh, to make decisions. Now, some people choose to just listen to their doctor from start to finish. Uh, I'm kind of not that person. And I, I also need to understand what connects all the totally. what connects the same, the same way. Yeah. So again, some people aren't going to rise to that and that's okay because the thing about this is we all get to choose. Yep. We all get to choose how we want to engage with our treatment. So it sounds like you, you already had like this mindset of a warrior. It's it's that's what it sounds like to me. Something of that nature without getting too much into detail with, you know, my prior self, it's, I've been warrioring since I was born probably. Right. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, but you know, a lot of it doesn't have to feel like such a battle. Whereas some people would be overwhelmed Mm -hmm. to me, the learning was easy. It was Mm -hmm. just, I just wanted to make sure I had enough time to keep learning and keep applying different things. And, uh, luckily I, I have been given that, but you know, I, when I was first diagnosed, I, I just felt like everything was going to be okay. Love that. Everything was going to be okay. And who did I turn to God? Yes. Who was speaking to me? God. Yes. God was speaking to me before I was diagnosed. And I think that it was because that it was just, he was trying to let me know that there was something that required an immediate attention. And mm. I just wasn't connected enough yet to understand what that meant. Many, many messages were sent to me. I'm grateful for those and just grateful for where I am compared to where I was last year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So what kind of tests, you know, were performed on you? When I was in the hospital? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. In the beginning. Yeah. Um, Well, let's see. I won't go into the ER visit because that, that would be a frightening thing for people to hear, but we'll go to, you know, standard, the CT scans had those. Um, I had lots of blood work, um, a biopsy. A a biopsy. Okay. Me too. A biopsy. Yeah. And I wouldn't probably do the biopsy again. Same. Yep. You know, cause, cause you end up learning things about it that. Yes. It's not necessarily the wisest decision, although my doctor said, well, we need the biopsy to make sure that the chemotherapies we're giving you aren't going to kill you. The doctor, now this was before I chose to do the holistic route, Who? but this is the doctor who did my surgery. He said that they needed, they were concerned that I had breast cancer and ovarian cancer. So they needed to cut into the lymph node and do a biopsy to see, you know, what kind of cancer it was. And they were able to find out right away. So that's interesting that your doctor said it was for a different reason. Yeah. So Mm. it is interesting because you would think that the response would be the same. So again, I mean, if had I had the information, I probably would not have agreed to the biopsy. Of course. Yeah. But because of that, in all your school, I call it the cancer school, you are so wise, you're so full of wisdom, and now you're going to be able to help so many other people. I feel called to do that. Okay, so you did the holistic thing, and you're on your journey. Talk to us about that. What does that look like for you? 
I call it maintenance, but it's a ton of work. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. It's a ton of work. So I just recently, I did a six month program out of Reno. I just completed that a few months ago. And um, I just completed a three month uh, Candida parasite cleanse protocol. Amazing. Uh, so, you know, my stomach has never been flatter. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. I currently uh, do high dose vitamin C monitoring blood work currently at the moment. And uh, my routine at home is really, really overwhelming to anybody, including someone who is dealing with a similar diagnosis. And I just feel like you just can't let up on this. So I, I read somewhere that, you know, the first 18 months are the critical component to uh, longevity and the things that you're learning and willing to put into your routine. Now, did I start out like that? No, I started with a few items. What did I start with? The AquaCure machine, the hydrogen molecular machine that you and I both know and love. And all the credit to George Wiseman for creating this wonderful machine. I tell anybody and everybody about it. Um, it's the number one reason I you know, am able to not have to do treatment is because of this molecular gas machine. And it's, and it's not just for cancer. It's for multiple health issues. And there's a lot of people that are, you know, using it just for general health. And it's actually the number one way people are healing of COVID in China. Like they have these machines in hospitals. So I know I'm so glad you're using it. And it's also even for, listen, let's talk people that don't want to step out of standard, right? Yeah. But layer it with things that are going to be useful That's right. and beneficial to your healing. And this machine is absolutely one of those things. It's like part of your toolbox, right? And it would be part of a toolbox for anybody who had, you know, high inflammation that's triggering mast cell activation. Uh, you know, you mentioned... Um, anything lung related without using the words. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's pretty fantastic. And, you know, one of the other things that they're learning is, is that it's uh, decreasing radiation, your exposure to radiation. So mm -hmm. I, I listen to him speak as much as I possibly can. And yeah. I learn so much new, you know, new information all the time, but yes. he's not the only person that I listen to speak. And so I've listened to, um, Dr. William Lee, he wrote a book called Eat to Beat Disease, and he talks about a lot of the foods that are out there that are killing stem cells, mm -hmm. cancer stem cells, wow. not, not good ones, but cancer stem cells. And then, you know, the amazing product that you told me about. So the transfer factors, mm -hmm. you know, those, those are incorporated. They're part of my plan. Um, I have a Beamer blanket which is uh, like an elevated version of the PEMF mat. So Beamer is what? Bioelectromagnetic energy regulator. And it mm. deals with your microcirculation and properly oxygenating your body and getting nourishment, your nutrients, so that you can absorb those better. So that's a part of uh, my routine. In fact, I use that morning and night. There's a few few programs in the Beamer Blanket that are really effective with um, lymph, and they have cancer protocols as well. So, mm. yeah, they don't advertise that, but it it is a part of the um, you know that modality. Okay. So, yeah, I know you have an extensive you know, daily routine and it's working. It's, it's, you know, it's like a full-time job. I know that. Uh, what would you, if you could narrow it down and just, I guess, let everybody know, what would you say is like a really important component of your healing? If not, maybe number one. Well, okay. So the, really the number one component of healing is free. All right. It's a two part. It's your attitude and mm. fasting. Fasting is free. Fasting is a huge part of this healing journey. Um, it promotes autophagy. 
there's a die off with any tumor growth that's happening in your body and it promotes cell turnover. So it helps repair um, your, your body knows what to do. It just needs to be given the correct nudges. So attitude and fasting. Now, my favorite in terms of modality that I spent money on is the AquaCure. So is the hydrogen molecular machine hands down without question. Honestly, the, the thing about the healing journey is it's like a big pie, a, you know, a big, a big pie that's cut into slices and there's many components. So I break it down this way to people when I'm talking to anybody who's been newly diagnosed and they just want the one thing. Well, there's no one thing, but there is this one pie. And within that pie, it's going to have all the things. So if you just look at it that way and you break it down, it's the air we breathe. Okay. The water that we drink, the Things that we put in our body, so that would count for food, that would count for supplements, um, things that we put on our body. So, you know, our beauty care and also what we put in our head, our thoughts, cleaning products, your environment, like what are we using? Because I think that people are constantly thinking It's just a little of this. It's just a little of that. But when you quantify it, it's a lot of little things. And so you honestly have to do an inventory of how your environment could have contributed to this diagnosis. And a lot of times people know immediately, oh, I know it's this. My diet was horrible for years. For me, it was... um, High, high stress situations in my life. I never dealt with my childhood trauma. I wasn't sleeping correctly. I wasn't eating correctly. I had insulin resistance. My, my hormones were completely out of whack. All those things. Sometimes it only takes one of those things to kick it off. And I had all the things. So I wasn't necessarily surprised, but when you do take stock in it, so you go, what about my air, right? How can I fix that? You know, a lot of the times it's stuff that you're going to be spending money on. But if you just go down the list, when you can, you do what you can. If you can't afford an air purifier, a, a big, bad air purifier, then every morning you're opening up all the windows in your home. If it's cold, if it's warm outside, because you're, you're airing out your home. Um, so, you know, there's, there's for everything that you could spend money on, there's going to be another thing that you could do that doesn't cost as much or might cost nothing. So when you talk about your body and the food you're feeding it, Mm. that's super important. And, but, you know, everybody's got an opinion about that too. That could be overwhelming. Just listening to doctors talk about the best diet while you're fighting cancer. So ultimately you have to know what your heart's telling you to do to treat your specific cancer. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So let's talk about what, is, what do you eat? I mean, I know you're, I, I love it. I'm fascinated yeah. <laughs> by what you put on your Instagram. Yeah, I do. Well, first of all, yeah, the, uh, the days of eating out, you know, that has to be a full stop when you're addressing this type of diagnosis, because you have to know what is going, what's in your food. You have to know how it's being prepared. Mm-hmm. And so you sort of start regaining that control when you start preparing everything at home. Um, not everything is cooked. Uh, not everything is, I'm not 100% raw. I'm not 100% vegan. Um, I grow my own broccoli sprouts now because I was consuming mostly that. And it was getting very expensive. And I would go to the store and most of the time they would be sold out. And so just out of you know frustration is when I took on learning to grow my own sprouts. And mm-hmm. 
there's a book, uh, where is Doug Evans? He wrote a book on sprouts, the sprout book. So I, you know, read the book, but I had already been growing my own sprouts. But after reading the book, I started uh, dabbling and growing other sprouts. But I've got, you know, eight jars in rotation at any given time. And it takes four to five days to grow them. So they require attention. And and I, I ozonate water to clean them. So I'm using, because, you know, sometimes people are worried about growing their own sprouts or worried about bacteria. Well, I'm rinsing my sprouts in ozonated water and it's going to kill any, any bacteria that, you know, could try to be growing on my sprouts. And uh, so I, I use the sprouts as my, my uh, foundation of anything that I'm preparing. So, cause I eat a uh, keto diet, but it's for cancer. So it's low fat, it's low protein, and it's a whole lot of cruciferous vegetables and broccoli sprouts fall into that category. So, Yummy. so yeah. yeah. So when I eat a protein and again, we're talking, everything I eat is organic and it's cleaned with the ozone, my ozone machine when you're talking about animal protein, some days I won't eat animal protein. Other days I will, but it's about four ounces. So it's not like what other people are used to consume. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So then what, what even made you want to do this holistic way of healing? Oh, well, I, for myself, aside from, you know, what I explained with how I was out of balance, I never have really gone down the road of prescription medicine. In fact, I hardly ever took an ibuprofen. Um, So I was already there in my head. Mm. So it was an easier thing for me to um, embrace. Mm -hmm. And I actually find it fascinating because, you know, I don't always trust the um, packaged thing that's, you know, given to us and we're just expected to utilize. So, um, so for, for this diagnosis, that was the same way because, you know, you have to decide the things that you're going to do, even though categorically they say it helps you with these things, it, but they're not saying, Hey, look over here and tell you all the other things, how it doesn't benefit you. So, um, you know, if you're going a more holistic approach, you know, you have to be careful with the amount of herbs that you're taking and supplements that you're taking. So you have to be careful of toxicity, but, you know, no one's ever overdosed from vitamin D, you know, too much vitamin D or too Mm. much, uh, vitamin C, you know, your body will expel what it doesn't need, uh, or too much melatonin. Um, so I just felt like it was a kinder thing to utilize for my body in terms of when I say thing, I mean the whole thing, the protocol. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, and it's not just the doctor protocol. You kind of start to create your own because not every naturopath doctor knows everything that's out there. So, right. you know, you have to be the one that is spearheading your treatment, you know, mm-hmm. and asking questions because, you know, because it's, it's your health. It's, mm-hmm. it's ultimately your health. So, right. And that's actually what happened to me is I was forced to become my own advocate and my own researcher, because I didn't have, you know, a, like a care coordinator walking my journey with me, telling me, Oh, go here, do this. Uh, I was at like the most amazing cancer center in the U S that I'm aware of, but I still, there was, you know, things that got missed. And so I was forced to rise up basically and be like, huh, you know? So it was, I guess that's kind of a good thing that that happened. So when you, you know, you did the holistic way and you decided to pivot, 
you had mentioned to me that you had done what's called an RGCC test. Can yes. you talk about that a little bit more? Because I loved what you said. Yeah. So the RGCC, it's a Greek blood test. So it's not um, recognized here in the United States. In fact, it's not approved by the FDA. However, the rest of the world utilizes it. We're lucky enough, there, there are doctors that will draw the blood and take the responsibility of getting your blood work to Greece because it has to be uh, flown with an ice pack. It has to be overnighted. It can only take two days to get there. It needs to be there before a weekend because these labs are not open on the weekend. And so what the RGCC does is it generates a roadmap for you specifically in regards to your blood and how your blood reacts to its three categories. It's every known chemotherapy agent out there. It's every known off-label drug and supplements that have been utilized for fighting cancer. And what it does is they take a six-day control run with your blood in all those categories. So if they are testing your blood against a chemotherapy polytaxel, right? Uh, they're going to test your blood against that six days in a row to make sure that they have a control when they say this particular supplement is really great for you at this percentage, they can do so with confidence. And then also you can start learning how to use this thing and you too can utilize it with confidence. Do they test every supplement and herb out there? No, they don't. However, I started paying attention to the herbs and supplements that did work for me. And that's how I springboarded into other items that I think would be beneficial for me. Mm. I don't have an RGCC roadmap for that, but I, I think that based off of my RGCC, that there is, um, you know, components. That's all I'm going to say, because everybody's going to be different. I don't want people taking this information and utilizing it for themselves. It gave me a direction to yeah. focus my effort. Right. So, and then what does that entail? Well, I mean, I, um, you know, I've already told you about the Beamer blanket. I've already told you about the transfer factors. I've already told you about the AquaCure, right? I do enemas. I do infrared sauna. I do a stem cell patch therapy. It activates your stem cells. And I would love for you to chat about that for a minute. Cause of course I'm using that now, thanks to you. Uh -huh. And I, I mean, there's so many people listening and that could benefit from it. So can you share about that for a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the patch itself, it's non-transdermal. So it's, you're not getting, nothing is going into your skin except for light. So we have light that emits from our body all the time. We lose it. As soon as it emits from our body, it's gone, right? So what this patch does is it modulates the light that's escaping the body and it sends it right back into the body. And this particular patch activates the GHK copper peptide in our body, which is helpful in restoring your stem cells. So, so that your body creates more stem cells. So as we get older, we create less, right? right? It's almost like it tricks our body into thinking that we're 20 years younger or 40 years younger. And so as it's regenerating those stem cells, you know, you find that you have a lot more energy, your inflammation goes down, but the inflammation goes down from using the aqua care machine as well. Mm -hmm. um, but your inflammation goes down, your skin feels better. Uh, your, if you had back pain, the back pain's gone. Um, and those are just noticeable things, but you might not notice what it's doing from the inside out. That takes time. So they, they recommend for every, you know, 10 years that you've been walking this earth, that you give the patch plan a month of your attention. So before people go, 
you know, poo poo it, right? Because, you know, with our society, we're so used to everything immediate, right? You, you need something, uh, you can literally get it delivered to your home within 24 hours. And what people don't realize is that illness takes a lot of years before we are seeing it. A patch is not going to fix it overnight. You might notice energy overnight. I certainly did. Oh yeah. Yeah. They have other patches. These are the three that I have currently now. So I use X39, which is what I was explaining about. Yeah. And I use another one that's called Aeon and that is directly targeting inflammation. And then there's another one um, for pain. Like you would utilize it instead of, um, ibuprofen. Like some people, you know, eat that stuff like candy, which really you shouldn't because it causes so much liver damage and damage to your stomach. Yeah. Yeah, Your gut. Um, but it's, uh, it's called ice wave and, um, yeah. So the, do I use, I don't need that one as I just have it as a toolbox in my toolkit, but the Aeon, um, I use and, uh, the X39 I currently use, and those are, those are working. Those are really working. The body decides in what order things need to be corrected. The body decides we don't get to decide, but what's so fascinating about it is if you're getting stem cell turnover and new stem cells, you can only benefit from the utilization of the patch, you know? Yes, exactly. I want to take a quick break from today's episode and talk about an immune system molecule that's getting a lot of attention around the world. Now, most of you who watch me on my social media, I'm sure have heard me talk about it. It's a molecule that educates your immune system to help your body recognize a threat and respond to it by taking it out. It makes your immune system 437% smarter and it activates your natural killer cells. It also does more than that, but for the sake of time, I won't get into all the details of what it does. However, I just heard from a panel of doctors and what struck my attention was they said that if you have a weakened immune system, that is how disease is able to enter in. But if you have a strong immune system, well, let's just say tumors are unaccepted. They are not able to grow. If your immune system is strong, I want to encourage you, if you are curious about what this immune system molecule could do for your health and taking your health next level, email me at hello at ericamatthews.co. All right, let's get back into today's episode. In a nutshell, how would you say the cancer journey has changed you? Like if you could just share a little bit about that. Well, I will never, ever, ever compromise my health again. That really how it's changed me is the most important thing is health and healing. Yes. And seriously, that is the true wealth. Yes. You don't understand that until you're diagnosed. Right. There are people that are out there that do understand it because maybe they've seen this with someone close to them. But for me, that's how it's changed me where there is um, non-negotiables in my life now. And it's made it so much easier when you put your well-being ahead of everything else. What's crazy about that is you end up being able to help people more when you're mm-hmm. not operating from a deficit because all the things that we have chosen to do to care for ourselves, I feel better than I felt in all my life. Same. It really, it makes you, and also your self-awareness goes up. You understand the things you're good at, and you understand the things you're not good at. And because time is important to you, you no longer focus on the things that you're not good at, right? Mm. It's like, what am I good at? I'm focusing on that. The routine, if some people aren't good with routine, 
the things that I do, they might struggle with. But Mm -hmm. what I have had to do, even for myself, is write lists. You know, I, I got these, they have these like teacher packets where they're clear with dry erase, you know, but you have the, the lesson plan inside and Mm -hmm. I have so many of these. So how has it changed me? It has made me show up every day and Mm -hmm. find the way I've just been willing to work very hard at that. And that's how it's changed me. Yeah. You're probably one of the most diligent people I know that is so all in on this, this natural healing journey, at least that I know personally, you know, and I I just love it. I, that's why I call you a ninja (laughs) because you're like, you're, I'm taking you down cancer. You will not own me. You don't get to have a voice and control me. I own you. You know, like that's what I see in you. And you're just, um, just, I, I love it. If cancer were your teacher, what would you, what would you say to us? You know, like it's the biggest thing that, that it's taught you. Well, that your attitude is everything and your relationship with yourself, with God, with your family. That's, that's it. That is it. So it's like your priorities are completely realigned. Completely. I'm a totally different person than I see a year ago. <laughs> oh, my word. Shawnee, if you would have known me literally three and a half years ago, oh my gosh, you can have a chat with my husband about that. But yeah. he, I was this person that was, you know, striving and, and almost like a fake version of myself a little bit. And I was, I mean, I, I don't know how to explain that, but it just, I wasn't fully who I am now. Now cancer has made me like this warrior. And like you said, it's just realigned me to like my, you know, purposes that God created me for in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so God does do that. Like he uses the hard things in our life to make us aligned and to, to make us the people that he created us to be from the very, you know, beginning of time. And so, but like you said, it's all about outlook because oftentimes we can look at our situations and be like, oh my gosh, I'm a poor, helpless victim of this situation. And don't get me wrong. I had thoughts like that, right? We, we might have that for a moment, but we don't stay there, right? We're all about, let's, 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 let's come on, let's, let's go. Um, but it's a process, right? It's a, it's a, it's an awakening. That's, that's what I want to say. It's definitely an awakening. Yeah. You have to be aware of when your thoughts are going sideways. Oh yeah. I know, you know, (laughs) yes, I do. (laughs) And then course correcting your thoughts. So how do you do that? Tell us, tell us about that. Because I think a lot of people can absolutely relate to that. We get the bad news. We, you know, our numbers go up Our, you know, we get the scans that are like, well, wait, that wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. How do you practice course correcting? So the core, so every morning when I wake up, you know, I'm super grateful that I woke up again. Amen. Yes, me too. Um, I, I have my, my Beamer blanket that I mentioned on my bed. So I will start a program and while I'm doing, while that program's doing its thing for my body, I'm also doing things for my body. So in other words, I am saying, I only speak nicely to myself. Now I give myself grace. I give myself a minute to have a feeling because we're human and mm-hmm. being scared is a human reaction, but it's not the best one for us to live in. Right. You know, praise God. I uh, do affirmations. I do visualizations because I want to know where I'm going after this. And I have to hold on to that this is just a chapter Mm. in my life. And so 
I can't help but wonder sometimes why we get a little derailed and, you know, who wins if we stay in the negative thought pattern? We certainly don't. Right. We are not doing anything good for our body. So I have been learning to talk to my body like the little girl that didn't get the things that she needed when she was growing up. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm parenting my old self, if that makes any sense. So when you you have to tell her that it's okay. And we're going to move on and we're going to be doing this. Let's, let's go here and let's think about this. Or I just immediately get on to, um, a podcast that takes me out of it because I have to be uber focused when I'm listening to that. I'm picking up a book and I've read so many books on, you know, modalities that we can all be utilizing and, or I'm doing a routine, you know, I'm getting in the sauna. You really can't think negative things when you're in the sauna and you're just breathing and, and letting that heat get to you. And, you know, I'm, all I'm thinking about is, healing when I jump into one of my modalities. Mm. So if you're just sitting there and allowing your thoughts to spin out, well, you could just as easily sit there and redirect your thoughts. So they call it neuroplasticity. You're retraining your brain to not get stuck. I, oh my gosh. And a walk. Oh my gosh. People underestimate what just walk does for you. Yeah. I literally love that you said all of that. When I went through my life coaching school, that was one of the things that we were taught is how to reparent our little girl. And that has been, you know, cause you got to go back to the place where the trauma began with in the first place. And a lot of people, if you're not, you know, normally, at least if you're not doing the holistic route for, you know, um, a cancer journey, you're not taught how important it is to really go after trauma, but it's like, it might even be the most important thing to go after. And so I love that that's part of your routine because it it works and it helps and it. You, you can't stay in that stuff, you know, whatever it is, the toxic emotions, the negative um, thought patterns, it's really important to recognize And, you know, I'm going to throw some Jesus stuff in it because that for me is what works. But the Bible talks about how we pull down the strongholds. Um, It talks about that. And I think it's in second, um, second Corinthians about taking captive our thoughts. And we have to do that. Like, especially with something as serious as cancer, because we know that you can just go down as a rabbit hole in in an instant. So I love that you've got these tools um, that, you know, you're equipping yourself and you're, you know, that's, that's part of your journey. And so um, that's awesome. So for someone, at least for me, people that I chat with, they're scared of doing the coffee enemas. What would you say to that? I mean, it's not scary. It really isn't. And, you know, there are, there are tutorials out there. Right. I mean, that's what I did. I found, found one. There's many tutorials out there. You know, you just do a little search and, and you watch enough of them until you're brave enough to go for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And someone, someone inevitably is going to give you your aha because not everybody is relatable, right? Everybody can put a camera in front of themselves and say, this is how I'm doing my enema, because nobody's going to show you exactly. They're going to tell you what to do. There was this one girl and I finally, it finally clicked and went for it. And really only the first time is scary. Mm -hmm. And then the second time is it's clunky. Anything new is clunky. Okay. It's weird and uncomfortable and the clunkiness of it. And then you stop being so clunky and then you can hold it for longer, which benefits you. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, before you know it, you are somewhat of a pro and you could tell others how to do it, you know, but nothing comes like that. Right. 
you got to just put a little bit of time into it, you know? Yeah. And I think too, like in the beginning, when I first started, which was actually like 10 years ago, because Uh I was doing it to actually lose weight and cleanse Uh my body. I know, but in, so it was just like more uncomfortable. And so it's not scary. People need to be doing enemas because number one, you're not going to be able to do it right the first time. So there's a learning curve that goes to it. And, you know, the length of time that you are able to hold an enema. And when I do enemas, it's a coffee enema. So the what kind of coffee do you use? Um, I get it on Amazon, but it's an, by an Australian company. It's organic. I, I, I can share that link. I could share the link with you. Is it specific to like, I saw some Gerson therapy, enema coffee. Yeah, this one is a coffee and it is a coffee for enemas. Okay. But um, I don't think it's like a Gerson, Gerson therapy. Okay. Yeah. But I I actually did one today before, before we jumped on this call. (laughs) I do one every day myself. I mean, it's, it's everything to me. detoxing is so, so important. Yeah. And just the, you know, haven't you learned a lot about the anatomy of our body during all, all this journey during the journey? I feel like I'm somewhat of a scientist. I don't. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty funny. It's like, I didn't never realize what the gallbladder did until I was learning about enemas, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so if you get fascinated about things it's it's easy to go down these rabbit holes you know mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i'm fascinated with the lymphatic system the glymphatic system which is up in our brain and why sleep is so important the sleep component is huge i do high high doses of melatonin for a, a couple of reasons, but, you know, people associate that just with sleep. We can get into that another time, but our nervous system, our circulatory system, you know, I mean, there's just so many things that are fascinating about our body. So that's another thing I talk to myself about is that everything is working at its highest capacity. My body is healing and it is, um, well, I always speak to it as if it is completely healed. Oh, yeah. But I go through every system in the body that I know of, and I know there's more to learn, you know, and I just say that those, those things are healing, heal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. So do you, I mean, I don't know if you mind sharing a little bit like so how long do you hold it for do you lay on your side the entire time or do you get up and do stuff I can't get up and do stuff I've got to because it takes a lot of of uh concentration for me to Mm -hmm. be able to hold it for that long and you know there I wish I could remember which podcast that was that I was listening to recently um about enemas. And there's another school of thought that you don't necessarily have to hold it for 15 minutes, that it might also be just as beneficial, if not more beneficial by doing um, smaller holds and, you know, two to three times. Mm -hmm. So um, if I'm, if I can't make it to uh, 10 minutes, then I'm doing additional additional, um, enemas in one sitting. Mm -hmm. I do lie on my side. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And then have you ever, do you ever do a colonics? I I do those every now and then I feel like I'm just getting like, I don't know, more cleansed if that makes sense. So yeah, uh, yeah, I do that. I don't do it. I used to do it. Gosh, every three months, but I haven't done one for a while, but yeah, I have. Yeah. I haven't done one in a few months, but I was doing it once a month or yeah twice a month. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and that will actually go higher than we can go. Yeah. If they are good to incorporate it, it actually makes it easier for them. If you are doing enemas on a regular basis, right? Because if you think about our colon and how, how much 
you know, that's, that's a lot of water for us to, or coffee for us to hold. We're yeah. never going to get as high up as they can with a colonics. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Wow. Well, I know you have so much going on and we only just, you know, yeah, scratched Yeah. But I know we'll, we're going to do another episode in the future, but I have a couple more questions for you. Actually, I've got three. Um, So I know you're a reader. Oh my gosh. I love the books that you read. We (laughs) definitely love the same types of books um, because we've read some of the same. If you were to, to tell us your five favorite books that you've read that have really made an impact on you, what would they be? Uh, let's see, uh, knockout by Suzanne Summers, because she interviews a lot of, um, naturopath and integrative doctors. And that's where you'll kind of learn about a lot of the modalities that are out there available to you. Um, radical remission, which was pretty powerful. The Cure for All Diseases by Dr. Mm. Holda Clark. That's a good rabbit hole. Um, (laughs) That's a really good one. And this one sort of non-cancer related, believe it or not. Um, It's called The Invisible Rainbow. Mm. It is cancer related, but it talks about uh, electricity, radio waves, cell towers, and how it is affecting us. Mm. So hence invisible rainbow. We don't see the uh, negative effects it has on our body and um, fascinating, very dense, very dense, but it will open your eyes to a lot of things that people just don't want to admit are there and harming us, our cell phones included. Mm. Um, So, yeah, so that one was very, very powerful. And then, um, one of my new favorites is called Cancers, Causes, Cancers, Cures. Mm. And it has a protocol that I've implemented that recently implemented. Is that five? Yeah, I think that's five. Oh, I mean, I could, I could keep, I know, right. (laughs) I know. That, that's no, those are, those are great books though. And knockout is exactly what I read too in the beginning. And that's actually when I learned about Dr. Stan Bersinski mm-hmm. and how he was healing people with peptides and the FDA tried to shut him down. And then when I got introduced to the immune system molecule peptides that we both take, you know, and I learned that I could really be a part of this company, I absolutely jumped on board and I know you've jumped on board too, which is so exciting. Uh-huh. Um, so tell us what's in the works for you coming up. Like, what are you working on? Yes. Okay. So what am I working on? Um, well, I have decided that with everything that I've learned that I'm going to share my experience in a book Ooh, because it's important to share everybody's journey is different and you don't know who you can reach with that information, who you can empower and inspire to learn more and try different things, you know, because it could also be utilized to augment your treatment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that, and I don't know at what point this will occur, but I've been compiling my recipes and mm. I think that it would be really great to have a cookbook that is really, really laser targeted on the cancer journey because, you know, I purchased a few like cancer, anti-cancer cookbooks, and there are a lot of things in those books that we should not be eating. And, uh, I thought, huh. So, you know, there's a way, cause it's a, it's a lot of work to get your kitchen set up for success. Mm-hmm. Same with your supplements, same with everything. You got to set things up for success. But I take the first part of my morning to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so this book would sort of help in that regard. And um, it, I think it would be separate from the story. So, mm-hmm. you know, because who wants to have this this book about someone's story in their kitchen while they're looking for the, you know, 20 recipes <laughs> in the back? Right. Oh, yeah. No, no. I could see doing a you know, a much more dense, uh, cookbook. 
Oh yeah. Options. I could actually totally see you starting a YouTube channel. Oh, that too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I see so much for you. Yeah. And I actually just bought my website. So, and so I, I don't have it up yet, but it's going, I'll tell everybody that it's hurry up and heal.net. Oh yeah. So that's, that's the website. And I'll have that up. It might even be up by the time you release this, um, this episode. So, Oh, I love that. And you know, that that's kind of where I'll park a lot of information. Um, but yes. So for me, the other thing is, is I spend a lot of time talking to women who have been newly diagnosed and then I, I think I want to keep that at a minimum though, just for the sake of our own health and wellness, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, you have to have really good boundaries, but yeah. I do want to be a sounding board for the items that should be in everybody's toolbox, not necessarily yeah. just mine or just yours because of our GCC, but the blood test, but no things that can be utilized that don't have anything to do with our specific blood. Yeah. um, You know, and we've been talking about those things. So it's really about letting people know what's out there and introducing them to it. And then it's up to them if they want to get involved, you know? Yeah. I love that. Oh, you're such a wealth of knowledge. So you're such a gift. I I mean, we can all be learning, man. You know, oh yeah, and I'm still learning. Like there, I'm learning. I just mentioned high doses of iodine, high doses of copper. You know this, uh, uh, these herbs that are from tree barks. You know, and I find that interesting. By the way, like trees are healing people. Mm-hmm. You know, so find that very interesting. I mean, yeah, there's I, you can never stop learning. Let's just put right. it that way. Right. And you can actually, never stop adding more things to your protocol. You know. Right do it when you're ready, but you got to start. I always say knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is even more powerful. What would you say if there are newly diagnosed people listening to the show and we'll end our episode with this, or just really anybody with a cancer diagnosis in general, what advice would you want to give to them? Oh, the advice would be that uh, you need to have a belief you have to get really clear. Do you still want to be here or not? Because mm. those are people's choices, right? And your belief will get you further than any modality will. Believing that your story isn't over, creating a plan, executing it over and over and over again. And I told you what I do. I mean, I have notes and graphs and sticky notes to remind myself to do it. And Mm. you know what you're going to need to do that. And then we talked about the pie and all those slices of things that can affect our wellness. And if you tackle it that way, it's not so overwhelming. But the one thing I will say is it's not easy. It's all hard and it gets easier the more you show up. Yeah, that's so good. You definitely, you know, a person definitely has to have convictions about this way of of living and it is living, you know, and one thing that I love about you is that you make sure to, to add in fun. And I think that's so important because, you know, this healing journey, it's, it's not for you know, it's not for the wimpy people. Let's get real. It's, yeah. it's all hands on deck. It's so worth it, right. but we also have to make sure to incorporate fun in our lives because it can get heavy. So it, I love that you do that. It can. And, you know, true. Sometimes I don't have a filter and, you know, for example, my friends in my neighborhood, you know, I'll say, well, Frank and I have to go. That's my dog. I've got to go do butt stuff because I have to make it sound funny. It's like, it's an enema. What do I, you know, people immediately are like, what is she talking about? <sighs> I don't care. Whatever yeah. 
that shock and laughter makes me, it just, that's just who, you know, you have to make fun of it. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, you can't take yourself too seriously. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had so much fun today. (laughs) I am so thankful that you showed up and you gave us so much of your Shawnee wisdom. And I know so many people are just going to receive so much value from this episode. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Erica. Thank you for listening to the show. My prayer is that the podcast encouraged you and filled you with hope. If you loved what you heard today and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Erica Matthews and join my Hope and Healing for Cancer Facebook group. Remember this, anything worth having takes work. See you next week for a new episode.